0: Welcome back to the Techmo Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Andy. It's week seven, ladies and gentlemen. Did you win? Did you lose? Let's hope so. I had a great week. I had an okay week.
1: I know, you ran into another career day. We're going to talk about that,
0: but we're going to preview the games at the end of this intro. Much like the referees, we had a bit of no calls in that intro there. We also had a little bit of... uh, Andy what's your take on the status of the refereeing going on in the NFL it is so
1: far not great Um,
0: not a lot of confidence in the pinstripes it's interesting because at the start of the year we had this controversy of too many holding calls now we're week six weeks is in the books and we're here talking about how they're missing calls they're making bad calls what's going on what how can we improve this
1: I honestly have no clue. I mean, the NFL just needs to crack down on... you got to hold the referee crews accountable at this point because you can't have games be decided with penalties this late and egregious.
0: It's odd to me how baseball adds reviewing, uh, completely separate from the umpires on the field, and while not perfect, I would argue that the, the replay system in baseball is actually kind of killing it right now. I mean, they
1: they've got a guy calling it. It's not necessarily the referee's... 100% opinion on what's going on. The facts are there. Like the video evidence is there. Coaches are challenging these plays cuz you're allowed to challenge pass interference calls now, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe a pass interference has been overturned recently. One one,
0: one, one of uh as of last week it was one of 24, 27 somewhere in that mark. That is not
1: good. That's, That's just, not uh, a good rate. Pass interference needs to be clearly defined. Uh, even though it, it has a definition, it just seems like that everyone's got their own opinion of it. I think
0: the bigger issue is the idea of the the call stands. We don't have clear and decisive evidence. When I, the fan, am watching the game and I can see clear and decisive evidence and the announcers can see clear and decisive evidence and their own like ex-referee... Talking point liaison guy Mike Pereira says, "Yeah, I see that as a catch and a fumble, or as interference, or as that's not a touchdown." And yet they come back and they say, eh, "Call stands." If I got a chance to shrug my shoulders and say, "I, don't know, I guess so," to everything in my life, Uh, I mean, come on, like that—it's—it's it's the. I think the reason why most fans are getting upset is because at this point, what you can see with your own eyes. And what they're calling on the field seem to be two very, very different things.
1: They don't coincide, and that's that's it's a problem when it comes to consistency of the game because we've we've seen a lot of teams, I mean, heck, the Packers-Lions game for one of them, just the consistency of the referees is is, is brutal.
0: And that's where we're at right now is uh, the Packers squeaked out a victory against the Lions in Lambeau on Monday night. Uh, we were watching, and what we saw a lot of people online are saying is, is it just a travesty, an absolute travesty. What I watched throughout that game was some of the most inconsistent officiating in a very long time. Bad uh, big penalties, first down penalties that they were calling. Uh, the, I'm going to pick on the one really quick on Geronimo, here, uh, Geronimo Allison. Excuse me. Um, he was going for the ball. The defender was going for the ball. They happened to collide heads. They called unnecessary roughness, helmet-to-helmet helmet, contact. You look at that one back, and the defender was playing the ball. They were both playing the ball. In fact, at the last second, he he ducks because he's like, oh, crap, I'm going to hit him in the head. Yeah. Uh, now, in real time, you watch that back, and you're like, Wow, that was helmet-to-helmet helmet contact. I can see why they threw the flag. Does that need to go to review? I don't think so. Helmet-to-helmet helmet contact is helmet-to-helmet helmet contact. But when they can make that call on what should have been essentially a good no call, how come we see helmet-to-helmet helmet contact going uncalled
1: still? It it just it seems like they're either they're picking their calls and they don't want to call too many of the same thing. But then but then you got two uh, missed calls in terms of the illegal hands to the face.
0: Um, the, which which is hilarious to me because this is not an isolated incident. Uh, the overselling of a hit has been happening all season long. Quarterbacks have been taking dives. Tight ends have been selling holding penalties. It's bad. I mean, uh, if you can manipulate the referees, though, as a player, if you can, I mean, that strategy. That's part you of the can game. Get an advantage. Absolutely. Take a charge. But absolutely.
1: It's you look at it, and it's as Packer fans watching this game. I didn't leave the game feeling a a great sense of accomplishment from the Packers. I I felt
0: a little empty. I felt I personally, I kind of, I felt a little cheated. Yeah. Because the Packers are
1: a great team. The lions played a great game and I wanted to see a great game by two good teams. Just duke it out and let the better team that day win. And I feel like we got cheated out of that opportunity.
0: And at the end of the day, the, the two penalties uh, of the legal hands to the face that gave two massive first downs for the Packers, which honestly ended up winning them that game makes everything else go under a microscope. Now you're looking at every single call or no call as should this have gone one way or the other. And I got to tell you, it comes back to pass interference. They're looking at, should this have been called? Should this not have been called? I'm seeing all over the field, yeah, it might not be pass interference, but there is a legal contact everywhere by every team in the nfl right now and the referees can't do anything about it because if they're flagging every play well then we end up in the situation where we are now where they refuse to call holding
1: well absolutely and to me it just changes the gameplay viewing experience because you're listening to all the announcers all the uh referee specialists that are they call in for the for each network and a lot of the game is just trashing the referees from the announcer standpoint which nobody wants as a fan and it just becomes kind of a i don't
0: want to say an awkward viewing experience but it's definitely a lot less enjoyable and on the other side of that you're listening to them say oh, i like it when they let them play and you as the fan are going oh i don't want my receiver getting tackled before the ball gets to him this isn't nfl blitz this this is it's becoming a problem and what's interesting here andy is until they go ahead and implement some me- some big changes putting more cameras all over the field to get every single angle i don't see that changing
1: i don't either and and with the the no calls and the and the hard calls that are being made and upheld it, it does for for our purposes why we talked about this is there are slight fantasy implications because you're expecting the lines to have one more drive at the end of the day uh, to hopefully either come, come win or, or just go home. And we don't get that last drive. So you know, if we advise to start Matthew Stafford, who's, who should have had that last drive, he could have had a better day. So we're looking at this as what kind of inconsistencies. We, we need teams that are either going to be 100% blowing their opponent out, or we need to take that into a fantasy account now.
0: At the end of the day, it's, it's tough. Uh, as a fantasy owner, the last thing you want to see is a big play get called back for a very bad call. Uh, we witnessed a couple, if you're an Aaron Jones owner, you witnessed a couple of his runs get called back uh, last night on some very, very poor holding penalties. But that's where we're at right now. The state of the NFL is in a, a bit of, I'd almost say it's a bit of a crisis in officiating because they can't quite decide how they're going to to tackle some of these split-second decisions.
1: It almost feels like we're back in the uh, officiating strike from, from years with the, back. With the,
0: with the backup ref, What do they call those? The, I don't remember. Oh, the,
1: um, but they were terrible.
0: Yeah, the replacement refs were bad. Uh, we had a situation, actually, last night that reminded me of that. Um, yeah, carry we had on one Johnson's guy calling touchdown, no touchdown. One guy holding his arms up for a touchdown, the other guy waving it as as, as turnover on downs. And they got together, and they had a talk. And you, you look at it back on, on camera, and you're like, man, the review kind of looks like he got stopped, but – It's. I
1: mean, unless they saw something that we didn't, I thought he got stopped, but that was one of a myriad of missed calls. But again, it's a
0: situation where what we're seeing, what the naked eye can see, even on replay, isn't what's being called. Uh, Hopefully, going forward, I don't know if it's so much about figuring it out as it is about the referee union kind of getting together and saying, hey guys, this is how we want games to go from now on. We got to take ourselves out of the equation by just being consistent And if we do huddle up and say, hey, I saw that it didn't look like a penalty, pick up the flag. I haven't seen picked up flags in in a while, and I want to see some more. I want to see some more. And not just on, like, roughing the passer penalties that were bad calls. Like, I want to see actual, there was no holding on that play. That's what I want to see. And it's a rough one. We're going to continue to monitor the situation
1: as it continues to go forward. But enough of our NFL referee debacle drama. We're here to talk about fantasy football. So we're going to start the Week 7 preview. A lot of you like the preview versus the recap-style episode, so we're going to stick with the previewing. All right. Um, First things first, we do have bye weeks this week for Carolina. Starting off with the byes. Starting off with the byes. Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Tampa. So remember to take all those players out of your lineup. They will score you zero points. That's not what you want.
0: All right. Who's first up
1: on the docket? With Thursday Night Football, clearly, we got Kansas City and Joe Crapo in Denver. What? You... (sighs) So that's why? It. I, I meant Flacco. Why? Joe Joe get, Flacco. Why are you giving Flacco? What's why you giving Flacco Flack? What's don't going on? I like Joe Flacco. I don't think he's as talented as he thinks he is. Granted, I'm sitting here in a chair talking about fantasy football, so I couldn't do what he does. You but, are in a chair.
0: Just wanted, just wanted you know yeah. that you're you're in a chair. He's right. he's on the field. Exactly. But he might be on the field, but it might not look like it. Come Thursday, this one is set up for a Mahomes field day. We've been saying that for a while, and then the last two games, the Chiefs have kind of gotten shut down. Do you think they're going to figure it out? Do you think this is, you know, it's a bit of a short week, but division rival? I mean, this is the one.
1: It seems like teams the the playbook is there to to slow down Pat Mahomes. Like that's it's not necessarily about stopping Pat Mahomes. It seems like if he gets any semblance of momentum, you just need to slow him down a little bit, slow the game down. He thrives on momentum, so. Yeah, do you slow him down a little bit yet he clearly has some trouble so with the resurgence of dender's defense looking pretty okay um do you think it's going to be an issue
0: i think this one here the the main thing is to consider you continue starting mahomes you, you don't you don't bench mahomes. if you bench mahomes good good luck to you yeah. uh tyree kill being back is massive that uh if you if you're a tyree kill owner you start him you could be like in one of our fun leagues that we're in, uh, like my own real-life brother who left him on his bench this week to score 24 points and have none of those points count. And cost in the game. Unfortunate. Uh, if you're Kansas City, I think this is the week you have to refocus on making sure that your running game is functional. You've got a you've got a myriad of running backs. Somebody, Let somebody run the ball. I'm going to hit you with an actual fact from the running backs from Kansas
1: City. They have, in the last two games, combined less than 30 total touches for every running back on Kansas City. That's disgusting. They need to be
0: involved more. Teams typically in the past who have thrown the ball that much have failed. Um... They were just talking last night about how Stafford over the last nine years has thrown the ball more than any other quarterback in the NFL. When's and the last time he made the playoffs? Now this year, now that they're focusing on the running game with Carrion Johnson, all of a sudden, bam, they're doing better. Uh, I think Kansas City needs to take a page out of that book. They need to get back to the running game. Uh doesn't matter who the hot hand is. They got to give it to him. If it were me, um, primary Williams' brother, Damian? Damian. Was? Damian, Damian was the primary. Thank you. Um, I th- That's who I'm starting. He's way more active in the passing game uh i feel like getting Lashawn mccoy going is just going to help them control the clock but that's who i'm deploying i'm deploying obviously tyree kill i'm deploying uh travis kelsey needs to catch the ball when it's thrown at him absolutely he's got he's had a lot more drops than i would expect travis kelsey to have this year but i think the biggest playmaker from this game is actually gonna be on denver's side of the ball this is the week for philip
1: Lindsay. i like him a lot he's the most talented guy in the backfield uh my only nervousness about philip Lindsay is he's not as involved in the passing game as Royce Freeman is, do you expect
0: Kansas City to be up where Denver has to pass the ball? I don't think that it's going to matter much in this case. I think that the game plan, like you said, is going to be to kind of grind it out and slow down Mahomes. It's going to be a time-of-possession-style game. Even if they're down, I think they're going to have to stick to the game plan to win, and that's going to involve Philip Lindsay being on the field more often, at least bluffing the run for play action, which will yeah he might not be as involved in the passing game as it is right now. I think that will change with this week. Just off the happenstance of you've got Kansas City who's a good football team, you're going to need to give them multiple looks.
1: And speaking of multiple looks, uh, the receiving core in Denver... Cortland Sutton, has he become kind of a must-start after his past three performances? I think
0: if you're if you're looking at him versus Manuel Sanders, obviously Manuel Sanders has his, his injury issues, uh, but Cortland Sutton is the guy to start here. He's definitely their top producer. A very reminiscent situation to me of uh, Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, Godwin's obviously the guy to start there. Um, I don't know that I would put Godwin and Sutton on the same level. That's obviously not what Bummy I'm saying. But situation, I understand. if you're a Sutton owner, I feel like you're starting him. He's wide receiver... Two potential good flex option for you for sure.
1: So people, you're starting on Denver side of the ball. Sam said here we got Cortland Sutton, we got Philip Lindsay. Absolutely.
0: You starting anybody else on Denver side of the ball? De- maybe, maybe not. I. You'd have to pose a very good question, uh, in a very good situation for me on uh, somebody that I hate uh to start somebody else over uh on denver
1: i think if you're in a tight spot with a flex issue like let's say a player's hurt or you got a, a weird bye week situation you can probably start royce freeman this week in like a weird flex spot if you absolutely have to be
0: very touchdown dependent though in my yeah opinion. so
1: it's it's a yeah. tough one so really only sutton and uh lindsey for us on denver side for your chiefs you're starting like sam said mahomes kelsey hill
0: i think you can possibly flex mccoy just knowing that they may need to get back to a running game, just don't be surprised if he ends up putting up less than six.
1: Yeah, but no other pass catchers in Kansas City really, uh, really strike as, as as must starts here. But if somebody
0: else scores, it's going to be not I don't want to say a fluke, but it's going to be based off of just poor defense or, or the the play call. You know, the Pringle guy might get a screen pass, he might take to the house. You you never know. You can't predict those things. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, but you guys are consistent performers. But speaking of consistent, consistently terrible is Miami. And they're hey. playing Buffalo this week. Buffalo, Buffalo. So the Buffalo football bills, do um, you start people on their side of the ball, and why? How's Josh Allen doing? Josh Allen's back. He's 100% healthy, and he's projected to have a massive game, as he should. There you, you should. go.
0: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. if you've uh, held out for Josh Allen, like I know you have uh, in one of our leagues.
1: Josh Allen's my guy.
0: Uh, definitely, Definitely deploying him in this one. Miami has shown they have no intentions of winning football games.
1: They certainly almost tried last Opportunity
0: week. To, to tie the game. They decide we're going to win or go home. And the play call is going to be to uh, Kalen, Kalen. I don't know how to catch a ball edge. Uh, and what does he do? Of course, he drops it because that's what Kalen Ballage does. Any Anything you
1: look at Kalen Ballage, he drops screen passes. It's not.
0: It's There's an entire highlights, or I guess lowlights video on compilations compilations. Word, I think. compilations of drops and beautifully set to the Benny Hill music um on the Miami side of the ball really quick are we are we starting anybody I know that you had a, a prediction come true on your boy Devonte Parker I
1: did say Devonte Parker was startable last week and, and lo and behold he caught a touchdown he didn't have a ton of yardage but he did find the end I mean, zone the
0: Miami didn't have a ton of yardage right so, so that's the, the
1: tricky part so on the Miami side of the ball especially against Buffalo's defense I don't like any of them. Nobody, and I believe if I remember correctly, I did hear the coach say that they are going back to Josh Rosen. So if you got the Bills' defense, when in doubt, <laughs> lose
0: it out. Let's you, throw in Rosen. You got the Here Bills' go. defense,
1: you got to start them. Um, aside from Josh Allen, if you're in a PPR league, I like a lot of the pass catchers. I like John Brown. I like Cole Beasley. All right. Um, besides Frank Gore, do you? like singletary this
0: week hey there's another guy coming back from injury singletary has been practicing he's looking like he's going to be ready for a start and honestly this week against miami uh i'm deploying him i'm i'm putting him in I my like flex it. i'm locking in him right now unless there's a setback in injury i think that this week even if singletary is limited to 10 touches i think those 10 touches will outperform that of any other running back on Buffalo's squad. Well, that's
1: been Singletary's kind of mo this season. Is he does more with less? So yeah, Frank Gore is rushing the ball seventeen times for sixty yards. That's but, a Frank Gore. You thing. know, Singletary's doing eight for seventy-five and one. Frank score. Gore could
0: be on Miami. He'd get seventeen touches for sixty-five yards. That's I mean, just that's, what he does. It's a very Frank Gore. You know what thing, you're going to get so. with him.
1: Anybody else on Buffalo side that you're interested in, or just your your? Honestly, you know. that's
0: about it. He, um I think uh, from this is not going to be a game that Buffalo needs to try hard to win. Uh, this is this is a walk in the park for them division game and they're gonna well
1: walk out with a W. Well speaking of going to the next game here then we're gonna look at Jacksonville versus Cincinnati.
0: Honestly, at one point this year, if you'd have told me that this was a game coming up, I would have told you fat skip. <laughs> Don't yeah. want to see it. <laughs> but uh unfortunately last week, uh Minshew Mania, Minshew Magic, Minshew whatever just uh, went abracadabra and disappeared. Met up with uh unfortunately the the uh the voodoo down in the bayou ended up being a little bit too strong and uh they, they took the L. This week though, uh, we're going back to Win Town. Um down your mustaches, Jacksonville fans were I'm doing
1: expecting it. a huge game out of Leonard Fournette this week.
0: This is gonna be a, a great game for Leonard Fournette. This is actually uh for for the the, the DJ Chark uh, do 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 do, do uh, believers out there who deployed him last week and were disappointed. Uh, New Orleans is a great football team. I mean, he got shadowed by Ladmore the entire game. This, what that, are you going to do? Yeah, that was going to be tough. And because he was under extreme cover, uh, we saw D.D. D. Westbrook reemerge as a great option, which just tells me that Minshew is not a one-read quarterback. Which is
1: good to see. Which, which is all Baker, outstanding Mayfield because fans. who
0: the heck is Garner Minshew to be more than a one-read quarterback? Like, really? Jacksonville, where do you find these people? Like, Florida man starts on football team gets win. Like what? It's crazy to me. It's just, it's nuts. But in any case, uh, go back to the norm here. This is, uh, back to basics. You're starting Fournette. You're starting uh Chark, Um, If you want to start Westbrook, uh, you can, but don't expect him to have another awesome week. I think that's going to be very matchup dependent, Uh, very similar to uh, like the Browns. When the Browns are facing off against a team with a really good number one corner, um, you probably want to deploy Landry over OBJ. In this same kind of instance, uh, if Chark's up against a strong corner, that's probably where Westbrook's going to shine. Otherwise, it's going to be the Chark show.
1: Yeah, and I... I can't agree more. I mean, that's it's it's a fantastic way to look at it. Uh, on the Cincinnati side of the ball, anybody? I mean, I just Bueller, Bueller. Like Joe Mixon's been tremendously unimpressive. Uh, They've got nothing. Andy Dalton, aside from his rushing touchdown last week, there's word that AJ Green is going to get traded before he's even back and healthy. Well, that's I'm, how bad it is going
0: in Cincinnati right
1: they're now. They're saying AJ Green could be back this week, but just looking at it, like, do you want to bring him back in a?
0: A situation where you're point? Owen's six, point?
1: trade him, get some value. I'm in the trade A.J. Green camp. Not because I think A.J. Green's a bad player. He deserves to be traded. I don't want to see him on Cincinnati
0: anymore. It's, I just, feel bad it's a for waste the guy. it's a waste of talent it's a waste of talent
1: it's 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 just it makes me sad
0: uh if you are a Tyler Boyd owner you're continuing to start him consider you have to. him again as as these teams get worse we're downgrading them in our expectations he went from at the start of the year being you know borderline wide receiver 1 in terms of point scoring he's been downgraded to wide receiver 3/flex slash at best in yeah. uh, in my world um, Joe Mixon the same way. He's he's gonna be matchup dependent. If you're looking at him or a guy like Singletary, I'm starting Singletary.
1: No, for sure. I, I unfortunately for me personally, I look at the Bengals this week and I just think I can't I can't start anything with confidence and if I have better options on the waiver wire, I'm definitely searching it. And
0: Cincinnati does that thing where like sometimes they surprise you with scoring. Um that that might happen here, but again, flukes are flukes. <laughs> it may be garbage time, so someone
1: might get something, but I, I just don't think you can start any
0: of them so uh out of, out of the next out of the frying pan of of bad refing, into the fire of minnesota on a comeback parade detroit's facing off against minnesota and wow this is an interesting matchup for the both of them uh detroit's have been rocking and rolling they ran into a tough one on monday night minnesota went from kirk cousins not understanding what a football is to suddenly finding his two most underappreciated receivers in the world for multiple scores. Um, Really quick, I have a message. Uh, Dear Kirk Cousins, uh, I think that it's important to say that I generally like seeing you perform well. I don't wish ill will on anybody. As a Packers fan, it's, it's strange to hear me say I like you as a football player but when you throw three touchdown passes to Stefan Diggs on the week that I am playing him to cause me to lose my game I only have to say no I don't like that I don't like that at all that's
1: a rough one uh, constantly this year constantly there's been one wideout that Sam is facing that has a career day let's run down the list shall we we've got obviously Stefan Diggs this last week Keenan Allen we got Mike Evans. And not a career day, but he ran into Christian McCaffrey's three touchdown week. I mean, it's McCaffrey, but did he have to score 50? Really? That's a rough one. Why? Just sometimes your team's performing. His team is performing very well. He's putting up a good amount of points. He's just <laughs> running into that, that career fifty burger my team, day.
0: My team is designed around uh even scoring amounts. Rather than having that one guy who scores fifty and three guys who score zero, I want all my guys to score between fifteen and twenty so that I can have a nice even number. It's it's expected value. And I've been getting that. I've been getting my 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 averages correct. And then I'm running into guys who are scoring insane totals. I was this close to running into Will 4-5 last week. You were very Two weeks close. ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. But still, uh, enough of the woes for me aside. Uh, in terms of players, this one here to me says, uh, unlike some of the other performers Mike Evans comes to mind, um, I don't think Diggs is going to disappear again. Uh, Darius Slay is back on the field. He shut down anyone on the Packers that he was up against this this last Monday night. Uh, I think that if he's against Thielen, yeah, some balls are going to get thrown Thielen's way because it's Kirk Cousins, and he doesn't understand that you can't force it into triple coverage, which is part of why I like him. But the guy who's going to be open is going to be Stephon Diggs, and man alive, I can see him putting up another nice day.
1: I mean... I personally hope not, because I'm facing him this week. Yeah, you would be that lucky. But uh, he's a good play. Thielen's st- you're still starting Adam Thielen. You, you yeah, you kind of have to. Just like you have to start Dalvin Cook, even though, aside yeah, from Jamal Williams having a good day, Aaron Jones had a not great day against the Detroit defense.
0: Aaron Jones couldn't f- – He's he's a – a more of an agility runner. He, he does those quick cuts, and it was really wet yesterday, strangely enough, just the changes in temperature. uh, there, A lot of guys were slipping and falling all over the place, and Jones was no exception. Honestly, I was hearing on the radio they were talking about how the only guy who seemed to not be on ice skates was Jamal Williams, and then he looked at he was just north-south running all day long. He was definitely agile,
1: but we talked about Minnesota. We didn't talk much about Detroit. Minnesota's got a pretty good defense. Are you starting anybody on the Detroit side of the ball save for – Carry on Johnson.
0: Carry on Johnson. Um, didn't get a lot of carries, which is interesting, because the Packers run defense was a weakness. Uh, and it it was weird to me I felt like they would have they would have had more success that way. Uh, I think that you continue to flex him out because they they don't look super committed to to running with just him as a primary. I think workforce. you still
1: have to play him, but. I just I, with this week, I think you have to adjust expectations against Minnesota.
0: Yeah, uh, on, uh, not Karen Johnson, me, uh, Kenny Galladay. I'm absolutely starting him. He is the favorite target from Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford likes to force the ball to him. It's, even if could be the tightest coverage in the world, he's still throwing him the ball, uh, just to see. You know, Karen, um, Karen, I keep saying Karen Johnson now. Kenny G. Uh, Kenny G. Still likes to come down with contested footballs, which you you got to keep going with him. And honestly, the other guy that I'm I'm deploying, uh. TJ Hawkinson. Even are with he, his
1: stone hands and all of his drop passes?
0: Uh, I think a lot more of that had to do with the the footing and the, the conditions okay. yesterday. They tried to get him the ball a lot. Especially in the red zone. Saw a lot and of red zone targets. That tells me, especially if you are in a tight end required league, uh, it, it, the exact production doesn't matter as much as the attempts unless your name is Jimmy Graham. Um,
1: yeah, Jimmy Graham's been a, a disappointment. I back, don't share your, your confidence about TJ Hawkinson, but you were about
0: to say. I was just going to say, uh, going back to our poll from last week, TJ Hawkinson did play. So, uh, anybody out there who did think that uh, Jesse James was going to outperform Jimmy Graham, don't worry. You didn't lose. It is a null no bid. But let me tell you, it was darn it close. W- yeah, what happened? So, what?
1: Uh, Jesse James was one reception on one target for eight yards, Jimmy Graham was two receptions on more targets for 17 yards.
0: Yeah, kind of bad. So it was darn close, even with Hawkinson playing. Uh, but we're not talking about the Packers. still talking about uh, Detroit. We are. Those are the guys that I'm deploying just for the for the sake of volume uh, on there. And obviously in Minnesota, you're continuing to deploy the, the, the main pass catchers, the main playmakers, because they're putting up points in fantasy, win or lose.
1: So you have to. And and we were just talking about the Packers, so we are going to talk about the oh. Green Bay football Packers okay. against the Oakland football Raiders. Who do you start on Green Bay side and why?
0: Um. This is going to depend heavily on the health of Devontae Adams. If he's back and he's playing, you
1: obviously start him. Well, current reports are leaning towards him not playing this week again.
0: Which is insane. Like it, I, I don't know the severity of turf toe. I don't fully understand that, but I've been hearing a lot of talk about guys who know how to fix it. I want to know why the Packers are so... Hesitant to see have him see specialists and have him get the help he needs, but that's just coming from a Devonte Adams owner. Uh, Aaron Jones, I'm going to continue to deploy him. Uh, I don't think that this is a game that jamali Williams is going to be featured in. I think a lot of that had to do with the conditions of last night. Okay. Uh, and besides that, just Aaron Rodgers, he can find receivers, he can make receivers look great. Alan Lazard, did you know who the Lizard was before last night? I didn't, but he is cold blooded. It, on to Oakland. So no pass catchers on Green Bay, right? Not, I mean the consistency's not there. If, if you're if in a tight end, enough.
1: if you're in a tight end required league, do you start Jimmy Graham?
0: On to Oakland. <laughs> That's a no, folks. That's a no. On uh, to Oakland, you do start Darren Waller. You have absolutely. to. absolutely. He's going to be one of the primary pass catchers for sure. I'm starting Josh Jacobs. I think that uh, a team. Uh, coached by John Gruden is going to be committed with a capital K to the run. Uh, and they're going to show what some of the other teams in the past have done to Green Bay on the run. Uh, if if you really pound it, Green Bay is going to eventually start to break. Absolutely.
1: And, and receiver wise, uh, Tyrell
0: Williams, if he's healthy, you playing him? If he's healthy, I'm not sure that I want to play him. He's going to be uh, guarded by J.R. Alexander. And so far in the last four weeks, whoever J.R. Alexander was on, save for a couple of unfortunate broken plays, has been pretty much non-existent. Interestingly enough, the Packers seem to want to put uh, Kevin King on the taller kind of jump ball receivers one-on-one he was on alshon jeffrey last night he was uh quite a bit on kenny galladay just one-on-one the dude is tall he's i believe six four Uh, for a cornerback that's huge uh he's got decent speed he's playing well but jay alexander is all over the field i'm not sure that tyrell williams i know he doesn't have the speed to to burn them down the field um this will be an interesting week so with tyrell williams being guarded by alexander do
1: you flexing like a Hunter Renfro to take those targets?
0: I don't know about that because this will be the first week if he's active, if he's part of the scheme. uh, They got Zay Jones from Buffalo.
1: They did get Zay Jones. So pending his involvement, I mean, so – just with this with this game as, as as a whole, we're not confident in any Green Bay pass catcher
0: because I'm not of confident the situation. In any Green Bay pass catchers, just from the inconsistency standpoint, on the other side of the ball from Oakland, I'm not super confident in any of their pass catchers from how well the secondary for Green Bay has played. Okay, so I save I for understand of that. course, Darren Waller.
1: Okay, I, I like it. So we're gonna we're gonna leave that matchup. We're, go, we're gonna go to a, a game with a lot more pass catches that we're probably all starting. We're gonna go to the Los Angeles Rams against the Atlanta Falcons.
0: I'm gonna let you take the, the helm on this one because I know you're fans of a lot of the players on those two different teams, and I bet you have a lot to say. I am I'm high on a lot of the players in this game,
1: yes. Um so we'll we'll just start with the Rams side of the ball here. Um I think you have to fire up everyone because the Falcons defense is, I'm pretty sure, the worst defense in the league.
0: They're definitely booty butt cheeks.
1: They are not good. Um so yeah, you're looking at all the options. You're you're Pending Gurley's health, you're starting Malcolm Brown. You're starting Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks if he's healthy. Uh, Jared Goff's probably going to have a comeback game after his disastrous showing last week. Just anyone on the Rams, I feel, is you. You got to fire
0: up and play them. Um, do you disagree? Uh, against a much weaker defense, um, we saw last week the Rams get shut down. I can't see that happening twice. Uh, it wasn't so much a a lack of a ability. Like the team wasn't struggling. Uh, in terms of they didn't have the playmakers, they still have great playmakers. It was more of a scheme thing, controlling the clock, and I don't see Atlanta being able to do that that well.
1: I don't think so either. Um, and and onto Atlanta side of the ball, the Rams defense isn't as fabled as it once was at the beginning of the season. So, <laughs> and Mazel tough over there. I'm, good. I'm um, good. Just looking at all of it, it, you you have to start your Falcons. You have to start Devonta Freeman. You got to start Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I mean Austin Hooper. It's the best tight end in football right now. You, you got to start this. this has, What's going on with Atlanta though? It's the defense. So we we talked about them a couple of weeks ago. They're putting up points. Like Matt Ryan's putting up three, four, two, three, three. Tennessee wise, weeks. they've
0: been great. Devontae Freeman's back in the, the discussion. Yeah, all he's of a back sudden.
1: in the pass game and, and the Falcons themselves as a whole are putting up thirty plus points a game. But when your defense has given up forty points, I mean the Packers years ago, Aaron Rodgers had put up forty two points for the team, and the defense held them to thirty five points, so they'd win those those big it's ass only games. 35. Only
0: thirty <laughs> five. Only thirty five.
1: But the Falcons just don't have that that luxury of having a defense that can keep you under four scores. So The Falcons' offense, I think, is is perfectly fine and figured out, but the defense just—you got to figure they fired the defensive coordinator. And yes, that is Dan Quinn.
0: Oh boy, it's it's not good. It's just not good. So definitely uh, continuing on with the—I mean, Atlanta's probably your your fantasy uh, dimes right now. Every single player on that offense is worth a look from Freeman. Ryan, uh, obviously all the, the pass catchers, even Austin Hooper, of all people. Mr. Uh, Hooper. Mr. Hooper. Uh, and they're giving up enough points on defense that they're always going to need relevancy need on offense. Score. They need to score. This um,
1: is a PSA, though. Uh, Sam is facing Julio Jones this week. There's a fantastic chance that man scores 50. The,
0: with my luck... Um, are, are you gonna are you gonna make a bold claim that that happens? Like, I'm
1: not making a bold claim, but I would not be surprised. Come on, money where your mouth I, is.
0: Fine, I'll put a
1: bold claim. Julio's gonna be how many touchdowns? Let's say two scores, 200 yards, and 10 catches.
0: Good lord, that is a yep. Yeah, that could happen. I've I've seen it before, folks. All right, I'm just
1: I'm just going with the trend of what's happened to you this yes, year. Yep. pretty much,
0: pretty much. On to another team with a guy that uh, that that's kicked my butt. Uh, Houston versus uh, Indy. Um, how are we looking here on Indy's side of the ball? So,
1: Indy's side of the ball is, uh, you know, pending Ty's health. I and mean, He's had a bye week to get to get right. He's
0: probably going to play. You play him. I have to. He's definitely. Bruce, that's big thing going into this year. Was is he going to be able to to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers? Is Ty Hilton going to be a factor because he had some of the least passes downfield um, in his first year with the, with the Colts. He's shown he likes getting Ty the ball, and they've kind of tailored their offense around getting Ty the
1: ball. Yeah, and Brissett looks comfortable. Uh, he looks like he's just he's managing the offense well. I mean, he's I think he's graduated for me. He's no longer a game manager. He is a a top quarterback. He's doing. I I wouldn't put him in the the I, top discussion. not top
0: uh, top fifteen. He, he's he's graduated to a a true starting quarterback in the NFL. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. Unlike some of these guys who are like interchangeable, you can put a helmet on him, nobody knows. Um are you starting the Mack truck this week?
1: I would still feel comfortable starting the Mack truck. Um, He's the volume volume is there. We love volume in fantasy football. I want my running back touching the ball 20 times and he'll, he'll break one off. And that's why I'm comfortable with him.
0: Obviously the, the big concern of course, with anybody from uh, Indianapolis is health. Uh, T Y Hilton seems to be perpetually questionable. Uh, Marlon Mack's been dinged up a little bit as we thought he would with the volume he's getting. Keep an eye on those guys. uh, But if they are, Trending towards playing unless something crazy happens in on-field warmups, expect them to play. I've seen a lot of people benched David Johnson this past week, benched Tyreek Hill because they just didn't know and they didn't check. And that killed them. Um, on Houston's side of the ball, uh, we have – I don't want to call it a crisis over in Houston, but we have a bit of an issue with them winning games. They're finding ways to do it, but – but it's not to their fantasy relevant players. DeAndre Hopkins, is, what? Where has he been?
1: He's he's been a reception monster this year. It's just that his receptions he a tight end? Yeah his his receptions are sub seven yards. for sixty. Yeah, it's, it's they're 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 not catching him downfield. I think part of it can be blamed on a little bit of the offensive line issues. They can't keep him.
0: He's not getting open because they can't keep Watson vertical.
1: Right. So they can't, Watson doesn't have enough time to let Hopkins' routes develop. So he can't, he's not getting those 35 yard, 40 yard touchdown shots because he's, there's not enough time to get that done. Now, Will Fuller 5 is a different story. You're, you know, throwing him the ball from 10 yards out and he's faster than anybody else in the world. So he's just darting straight to the end zone. You
0: just chuck it up in the air and
1: 40 yards down the field, he's already. So, you know, a lot of the receivers, you know, I'm thinking the the one big game is is Will Fuller five had that uh, fifty five point week right and then DeAndre Hopkins had a, a good week one, but if I mean, correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think any Houston wide receivers had like a consistently amazing game. They have not. It, it seems like almost that. The red zone targets are going to the tight ends, Darren Fells and Akins. And Aikens. honestly,
0: they're doing well in the running game. Carlos Hyde actually—what is— what a surprise! I I kind of thought he would be worth something. He's been he's been
1: impressing me. Like we were all about Duke Johnson Jr. at the beginning of the season because he's he went to a team that mm-hmm. could utilize his talents better. Uh, then they signed Carlos Hyde, and he's been just.
0: Great. In terms of what they needed for a running game, he's absolutely fitting that bill, and good for them. Good for them. But th- from a fantasy standpoint, uh, it's it's tough because Carlos Hyde is one of those guys who can disappear. Uh, he's been consistent recently, but against Indy, this is going to be a tough matchup. I think we're going to have to temper expectations.
1: because It's th- going to be a slog. Indy? It's going to be a defensive fist Yeah, fight. And-, and Indy really did shut down Kansas City. And so I wonder if they'd do the same thing against Houston. It's it's almost a worth thinking, like, do you maybe even pick up Indy's defense? Yeah, you're you're facing Deshaun Watson. He's not shown he's, you know, impervious to interceptions or turnovers.
0: True, true.
1: So do you think they do the same thing they did to Kansas City?
0: I don't think so, only from the, the sense of I think they're going to get a lot of sacks. They're definitely, their defense is definitely worth a start Uh, just from the sense that they will get points. But Kansas City was without Tyreek Hill, without an ability to stretch the field, and Indy just kind of played a, a 10-yard halo. Like, what are you going to do? Mahomes can throw it down there. True. but if you don't have anybody who can get open that's a different story i think that potentially houston can fare better that way uh it'll I, i've been i've said it before uh to to win ball games you got to get your playmakers involved houston's going to need to get their playmakers involved i want to see deandre hopkins getting open not just getting the ball thrown at him because he's got flypaper hands he can catch most things except for a touchdown when sam needs it um but uh you get the guy the ball in the open field let him make plays the guy is a gamer. Uh on a team who's not really a bunch of gamers uh Washington is going to be facing off against San Fran and yikes after winning their first game this year Washington is pretty much set up to lose. Yeah this is a
1: this is a tough one. So San Francisco held the Rams to a terrible football
0: game. I mean that was incredible. San Francisco is looking legit. So do you, with with
1: they're showing from last week, you know, holding a superior offense on the Rams to a terrible amount of yards. Do you feel comfortable starting anybody on Washington? One guy
0: on Washington is above them all. He caught four passes for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. His first two passes that he caught, and honestly, you could have stopped there and I would have been happy. His only two passes he need to catch were both for touchdowns at the the first two. Scary Terry McLaurin. So I'm I'm gonna just share this opinion with you.
1: I don't know if I want to play him this week. No? I'm nervous. You know? <laughs> I no? he he's clearly the superior talent on the team. Every week that he's been on the field and healthy, he's scored a touchdown. He missed it on the New England game. He I wasn't think. healthy against <laughs> New England. <laughs> I suppose not. He you're had right. a hamstring injury that you're, he was coming correct. back from. So it's so I I want to. Plus, just...
0: plus he didn't have his his favorite quarterback. Well, he in needs Case, Case Keenum. Keenum to, to Case rock Keenum that finds show. him the ball. I I see. Uh, I can see what you're saying. San Fran's defense may just absolutely shut them down, but there is such thing as garbage time. Correct. There's such thing as just the best players on the field. I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm looking
1: at. I'm looking at. It's either him or it's going to be Hollywood Brown uh, with Baltimore. So I just I don't know who between the two that I can start with confidence. It's a rough one. We'll get to Baltimore we in just will. a second.
0: We're talking about Washington. I think that uh, I like to call him McLovin personally because uh, he's definitely <laughs> he's he's just doing amazing things. Uh, I think that he is worth a flex. I don't know. This is the week that if you've got somebody more confident, yeah, start him. Uh, San Francisco out of the ball. Um, the running back situation. You know how many times I've been offered a trade for Matt Breda?
1: Uh, If I'm counting from what you told me, I believe it's... We're over
0: 20 at this point. It's it's north
1: of 25. We have one guy in our league who will not stop just offering Matt Breda to everyone and anyone who could possibly want him.
0: And at one point, it looked like it would have been decent for me because I drafted Tevin Coleman. I thought, you know what, Tevin Coleman's going to be the guy. He had that high ankle injury and was out for a little while. And somewhere in there, I should have accepted one of those trades in theory uh, because Breda had a couple of good weeks. But at this point... The – the. It, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's Latin. That's a wonderful question. Status quo. The status quo has – shit, that's not Latin, but that's – you know what I meant. Uh, the, it has shifted. Uh, Tevin Coleman is back. He's getting the volume, and in this one here, which is going to be San Fran's game to lose, uh, start the running backs. You can start Matt Breda. He's probably yeah. going to see enough volume and do something with it. Like The only people I'm starting on San Fran is Breda, Coleman – Kittle. Kittle. That's it. Kittle. Like, and that's all they're going to need.
1: Debo Samuels hurt. And he, their defense. He'd be the guy I would start, but I don't want to start Pettis. I don't want to start Goodwin. Nope. That's they're it. not going to do him. They're not going to nope. do him.
0: This game is going to be e- easy victory, easy dub. Moving on. Pretty much the exact same feeling I
1: had last week about the New York football giants face the Arizona Cardinals this week. I think New York comes back and they are relevant again. I mean, Danny Dimes had a, for all intents and purposes, against After New After last England, week.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a tough, tough opponent. Uh, this week's a lot easier opponent I in agree completely.
1: So you, you can probably start Daniel Jones? Uh,
0: definitely. I mean, if you need to stream a quarterback, that's an option for you. Uh, if Evan Engram is playing, you have to start him. Uh, as Matthew Berry said earlier in the week on Twitter, death taxes and tight ends against Arizona. Uh, I believe that was Matthew. It might have been Adam Schefter. I get these It was confused. one of them, but tight ends have been just – Beastly against Arizona. Uh, Or rather, Arizona doesn't know how to defend a tight end. Either way, uh, you're starting the tight end from uh, New York. Um, How do you feel, uh, Golden Tate? I like him. Um, The the fact he did what
1: he did against New England's defense, I'm confident he can do that against most anybody at that point because New England is... I'm, I'm pretty sure I texted you when this happened and I put the screenshot up on, on our Twitter. Uh, that was the first touchdown New England's defense had given up all year was to Passing. Golden Tate.
0: Passing touchdown.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's – I think he can do that against anybody if he can do it against New England.
0: And then we had, you know, our crazy crystal ball moment oh after that. If you haven't seen it, head on over to our Twitter page at Tecmo Bros FF to see uh, – Sam B. Nostradamus here. I had I had a, a moment of – I had an epiphany. Yeah. Um, it was it was incredible uh but got to go out and check it out we're not going to spoil it anymore from there uh arizona side of the ball uh obviously david johnson you're starting him um how do you feel larry fitz how do you feel the pass catchers against uh the giants defense
1: i like it uh larry Fitz is always just a solid play uh you're probably not getting a touchdown from him much but it is there kyler murray you're starting him just because he's throwing lots of lots of passes and he's running lots and lots of routes so not even right. He's just running a lot of uh, scrambles. So he's getting the rushing yards.
0: The words are that your brain's a little the scrambled.
1: Word, it's just a tough day today.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, the the big question mark here, of course, is going to be uh, Saquon. He looked two weeks ago like he might be back already. They're holding him out. Uh, if they play him, obviously he's starting in your, your lineup here. And I personally think for the sake of the Giants – the way they win this game, the only chance they have of actually winning this game against a team who's not super great on defense in Arizona is if Saquon is healthy.
1: Well, just the news that I read before we got on the air today is that Saquon is practicing today. So that's usually a good chance that Bodes he's, going, well. to he's going to play. He's going to play. You know, they're already projecting he's going to be in, so I'm I'm taking that well, with. Well,
0: glad Saquon is practicing a couple of teams who probably need to practice a little bit. The Chargers and the Titans facing off against each other. Wow. Speaking
1: of games to skip. Uh, this is not a good one, uh, especially with Tennessee having the quarterback change, possibly. I mean, Mariota got benched for Tannehill. From the start of the year, we were talking about,
0: wow, why is Mariota looking good? And here we are back to reality. Uh, Mariota's getting benched. Yeah, and with with that, you don't
1: want – I mean, even Derrick Henry was held to, what, 50 yards last The team
0: week? is struggling.
1: So, if you've got Tannehill on the field and your pass catchers are already
0: a question mark, you stack the box.
1: Derrick Henry's useless. So
0: and The same could go uh, – honestly, uh, the Chargers are, are airing the ball out. They have the receivers to do that. But man, Philip Rivers is not getting time in the pocket. Uh, these blitzes are getting to him, and he's throwing off his back foot. And uh, old Philip Rivers, seven kids, Philip Rivers can't quite get the oomph down the field that he needs to. He's throwing a lot of picks, and I I just this is one of those games. Both teams have decent defenses. They they've leaned on them before uh quick rapid fire Derek Henry you starting them you have to you kind of have to uh Melvin Gordon you're starting them yeah you, you almost have to
1: uh Austin Eckler you starting them I don't know I me personally I'm not because it seems like they're more committed to getting Melvin involved so I don't I don't personally start them no Keenan Allen you, got, you gotta start him <sighs> the one that you have to start though Hunter Henry got to start him
0: hunter henry impressed in a surprise turn of events he's back he's healthy and bam is he a red zone threat
1: so with Woo. with hunter henry being back uh i know mike williams had a big game against the steelers uh because you know uh Keenan allen drew uh hayden and that's not a good coverage situation it was tough it was tough so do you think that uh we go back to the normal here where mike williams is useless
0: the number two yeah he, i mean number he, three he was, with hunter he was, henry back he was dinged up a bit in the game uh this week and I mean, I could see him getting some looks just from uh, the, the the team wants to get him involved, but uh, I I fully expect the status quo to return to normal here. This is going to be the Keenan Allen show once again.
1: All And going from, uh, we mentioned some banged-up players on both teams there, going to a banged-up Chicago Bears against the New Orleans Saints. I mean, with the news that uh, Akeem Hicks was put on the IR for the rest of the season, and uh, Mr. Biscuits obviously... Nursing a bad shoulder.
0: The good news for Akeem Hicks is he will not need surgery. So Bears fans, you can breathe, breathe a sigh of relief. Or maybe, maybe not. I mean, we've seen players not need surgery before and not look quite the same. Aaron Rodgers didn't need surgery on his on his leg, and he still runs like he's got a bum leg. Yeah. So, so. hopefully Akeem Hicks can come back and be better than ever. Uh, he was a great football player. Um, but it is definitely affecting the Bears a lot. So on the bare side of the ball against a
1: a fairly stout New Orleans defense, I mean, do you start any of them? I mean
0: In a pinch, maybe Allen Robinson, but after that But
1: Allen Robinson's facing Lattimore and yeah. Lattimore just made like
0: I said, in a massive pinch. Um the running back situation is too too crazy in, in Chicago. I, I don't know that I can trust anybody in that in that in that situation. Is this in New Orleans? This is in Chicago. This I is believe. in Ch- as Soldier. Okay, that that benefits them a little bit, but I don't think enough. Uh, New Orleans, how smart is New Orleans looking with Drew Brees as their quarterback and not looking like he was in need of retiring anytime soon? They go out there and they assign free agent Teddy Bridgewater. He sits at the bench for almost an entire season. He barely saw any action, and then all of a sudden, worst case scenario, Drew Brees gets hurt, and the the Saints fans are are like, who day? Teddy Bridgewater, that's who day. And he's leading the team to a
1: ton of victories. Surprising. He's looking real good, too. So, I mean, even against the Chicago defense, which a little bit banged up in there, are still a good defense top 10 still, even without. Absolutely. Picks. Absolutely. I mean, aside from that, with Alvin Kamara kind of being a little bit banged up as well. Who do you start on New Orleans side?
0: Uh, I'm I'm under the impression deploying everybody. I'm deploying uh, Alvin Kamara. I'm deploying uh, can't guard Mike um i'm deploying honestly jared cooks because i i guess why not so you're you're just you're throwing everyone up against everyone out there i think that uh chicago is going to need to to make a statement in this game uh and i i don't see it happening
1: All right, then. Well, not much more to say about that game. We're going to jump into – New Orleans is
0: riding a wave, an absolute wave of momentum, and I don't think that wave stops in Chicago.
1: All right. I mean, momentum is a real thing. So if they're doing well, I can see them doing well still. Mm -hmm. And Chicago has shown us not impervious to to good games. So uh,
0: jumping into Baltimore and Seattle. This one has that that feeling, that tingly feeling of being game of the week.
1: It does. I mean, Seattle – it's, just, it's, it's exciting Seattle to watch this year. electric. They're fun to watch.
0: Russell Wilson is looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, my brother likes to call him tiny hands. Uh, he might have tiny hands, but he has a cannon for an arm, and he is making his receivers look outstanding. Uh, unfortunately, we did lose one of our favorite players here at the Tech Bros Podcast. Moment of silence for Will Disley and all Will Disley owners. Big Montana, you will be missed. That's a sad thing. He'll come back. He'll be strong, though. Uh, Again, that ankle, unfortunately, ain't what it used to be. Um, Really quick, in Will Disley's stead, do you see uh, the recently re-added Luke Wilson uh, being the guy? I don't think so honestly they're they're with Tyler Lockett DK Metcalf who honestly I see the being the guy who fills the shoes in the red zone uh and Jerron Brown who was last week's uh, have yourself a game Jerron Brown uh, apparently he can play tight end because he was all over the red zone um the the team is looking pretty solid on both sides of the of the football yeah, so
1: for for Seattle you're definitely starting you know you're starting Russell Wilson starting, starting Chris, Chris Carson, Carson. All the receivers we just mentioned, you're starting all of them. I
0: think that DK Metcalf is worth a flex this week in the absence of Will Disley, obviously Tyler Lockett. Uh, you keep going with on Baltimore's side of the football. Uh, the team is picking its steam back up. We're seeing Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson things, being the best running back on the team. Uh, Sorry to
1: Mark Ingram owners.
0: But they're getting Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was never going to be that uh, you know, 200-yard rusher. He was going to be your 100 yards and a touchdown guy at his kind of ceiling-ish. His three-touchdown week a couple weeks ago was...
1: Kind of an anomaly.
0: Yeah. He will be a short yardage, a red zone short yardage guy. He's kind of mimics Le'Hara Blunt that way. He's great inside the five-yard line, so he has the potential of putting up multiple touchdowns, but it's usually not both at the same time. You're not going to see a two-touchdown Mark Ingram game paired with 100 yards. It's either or, right? And against Seattle, I can definitely see it be more of the or kind yeah, of situation.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And taking off of the running backs of Baltimore, uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram, you're starting both of them, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, the pass catchers, uh, save for Mark Andrews, who is a safe start. Who do you start and why? How is Hollywood Brown's health?
0: I know you. Uh, he's still uh,
1: listed as questionable. He did not play last week. Um I don't know if the practice report is out yet but I mean if he's if he's healthy I'm probably starting him.
0: I would I would say so uh if he's if he's good to go you, I don't know how Seattle's been against the deep ball. I don't think they've faced uh, a team who can really do that much this year. Um it'll be really actually interesting for me to see uh, Lamar Jackson and how he can scramble very Russell Wilskin, Wilson esque Wilskin. uh Wilson Rump, Rumpel, Rumpel, Wilson's um how Lamar Jackson can emulate that of Russell Wilson against the impressive uh, front defensive line of Seattle. Jadavian Clowney has been a beast on that team. Yeah, it's
1: looked really good. It's a good move for them for
0: sure. So I'm really curious to see how how that kind of dynamic plays out. We have two very similar quarterbacks uh, facing off against each other. This one could be a crazy one. It could be a barn burner, lots of points scored, lots of action, lots of deep passes um hopefully it doesn't turn out to be one of those one-sided blowout situations we've seen that too uh i'm looking i'm looking at this one as a potentially really good game if you've got a a position player on either team i'm starting them all right
1: uh go into another game that should be uh, should be good i mean we're going to a divisional matchup philly versus dallas what happened to Dallas? Now, well, Dak Prescott is the Kirk Cousins of of that area. I he can only they, beat teams that are have bad. Have they been
0: exposed? Were they exposed? I mean, maybe. I mean, it's it's possible. they're looking bad. And now Amari Cooper not being on the field hurts really bad. As because, bad as his thigh bruise does. Yeah, we saw last year, the first f- uh, eight games, they, they were struggling to figure out ways to win without Amari Cooper. Bam, they had Amari Cooper. Their winning games. are looking like a playoff team. Hopefully he plays this week. There's a thigh bruise. I don't know how serious that is in the world of football, um, but I've been saying it for a, the past couple of weeks, and this isn't just me as an Ezekiel Elliott owner. This is me as just a guy who wants to see the, the Cowboys succeed with their young and, and talented players. Dude, get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. Feed Zeke. Yeah, I'm Get surprised. him in the open field. Uh, you, okay, you can't sell out on the pass. Uh, and and expect Dak to to fit that tight window. Uh, he's never been that quarterback. He's never been that quarterback. I saw him under duress this past week. Airmail Zeke in wide open in the flat. You got to figure something out. Is it is it Jason Witten? Is he just not? Is he not able to, to get his blocks off like he used to? What what's the situation? Because Witten looks great, I and mean, then the pass catching like he's looking great as a player. Like he'll run like,
1: three yards and fall over. That is the Jason Witten <laughs>
0: way. But the, the team needs to figure something out. Uh, I don't know what it is. I'm still starting their their position players. I think you still have to start Dak Prescott, especially in this game against a banged-up uh, Eagles secondary. But, man, they've got some soul-searching to do as a team. Uh, on Philly's side of the ball, this is their game to lose.
1: Yes, it is. Easily.
0: And, you know, Carson Wentz has been good. I think he pilots the Eagles
1: to a victory here. I think – so with, with Amari Cooper being day-to-day, we don't know if he's playing yet
0: if he's if he plays you you start him.
1: You ha- you have to. You got to start Cooper, got to start Gallup, probably got to start Witten. Uh but on the Philly side of the ball, like they're I expect them to carve up the defense pretty well. Um Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders probably both worth a look especially with Darren Sproles being out.
0: That's interesting. I don't know. Hmm. It's kind of a flip of the coin between Howard and Sanders who's going to to be the more productive player. I think this one of uh the edges to Howard a little bit.
1: So you, um, see, I would disagree. I think if Dallas tries to come out and make a statement, uh, Miles Sanders is more of the pass catching back, and I think he's gonna hopefully be utilized more. I mean, I'm not, I'm not starting either of them with like super confidence, but if I need a plug and play running back for if I have a bad bye week, like let's say you're a McCaffrey owner and you need a running back, you can mm-hmm. plug him in with yeah. with uh, yeah. sort of good expectations. You're, are you starting uh, Elshon Jeffrey with
0: confidence? I, I mean, yeah, you have to. Uh, now, here's an interesting situation for you. Obviously, uh, Zach Ertz is one of those guys who you want to start because he's a playmaker. Uh, he's kind of gone by the way of, of early in the year George Kittle, where he's not really the focal point on the offense at this point. He seems no, to he only show not. up when a team game plans against a different player. When Devontae Adams was game planned against, they had to throw the ball to Jimmy Graham um, and and vice versa. Uh Alshon Jeffrey was very tightly covered that game, and so they, they found Zach Ertz all over the field against the Packers. Is this a situation where it's just Zach Ertz just not playing as well, or is this they haven't needed to get him the ball? Where's Zach Ertz fit in the Philly offense? I think
1: it's a combination of both. I think that uh, they know he's a weapon, so they're, they're giving some coverage to Zach Ertz, but I feel like it's a matter of they want to get Jeffrey the ball. They want to utilize their running backs a lot more. Um, I just think it's a matter of they're not scheming to get the ball to Zach Ertz. I I don't think it's a talent issue. It's not him being bad. It's just they're they're clearly trying to get their running game working, and they really want to utilize Howard and and Sanders.
0: Now, last but not least, uh, a guy who often gets overlooked in Philly, who I'm in need of a a tight end. Uh, I lost Will Disley uh, to the injury bug. Um, do I make a bold move this week and pick up Dallas Goddard?
1: You could. I think you definitely could if Deshaun Jackson is still inactive for this game. He's not practicing today, but there's a chance he practices this week. So if he's not available, I think you could take a stab
0: at it. You have to keep an eye on that one. Uh, Heading into Monday night. Monday, Monday. We've got uh, another divisional game. We've got New England uh, facing off against the New York football Jets. uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I think uh, from an outside perspective, this one's kind of obvious. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the
1: worst game to end on because it, it's going to be a very lame preview. I mean, this is but... watching
0: your older brother fight your younger brother. Yes, it's not good. So you're like, okay, he's got a hand behind his back, but... We'll,
1: we'll start with the Jets because we have to. Um, The only person I'm starting with any relative confidence is Le'Veon Bell.
0: See, I'm hoping, and this is, again, we're going to go back to hope. I was about to, you know, kind of pick on you for saying that you, you, you hope uh, <laughs> that the Phillies running backs, uh, that Mike uh, that Miles Sanders sees more work. I'm going to hope for the Jets' sake that with the return of, of Darnold from Mono, uh, hopefully he doesn't catch, you know, whooping cough or something next, Right. Uh, that they can find some offense. I would love to see Jamison Crowder continue to get Jamison Crowder type volume i'd love to see Le'Veon bell do Le'Veon bell things this is going to be a tough one <laughs> I mean, well new they're going to be
1: down so they have they're to they're going to give
0: up multiple scores of the new yeah. england defense because that's just what the new england defense has been doing van noy is a monster but let's hope for the sake of all you jets owners out there i'm deploying crowder i'm deploying bell that's about where the buck stops with the jets yeah but would you so with
1: Do you feel even confident remotely if you absolutely have no better option starting Robbie Anderson? You got to imagine he gets the Gilmore treatment.
0: So besides those two. Boom or bust Robbie Anderson. No. And I'm going to say no because I'm going to go ahead and, and bold claim here. He gets three targets or less with one or less receptions and maxes out at 5 points. 5 points well, 50 that is yard Sam's bomb bold that he might catch. Everything else uh I see him being more of a I don't see the uh the Patriots defense giving up that broken play touchdown like last week. I see them in a situation where if if Gilmore's burned better just Take him to the ground for the penalty, than to give up the touchdown on an 80-yard bomb. That's fair. That, that's, that's not a fair say, strategy. Not to say that New England will, will prefer to cheat or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that their team is well coached uh, on all sides of the ball, and in a situation where a guy who's fast, who you know is a deep threat, is is burning you off the line of scrimmage, just hold. Five yards on first down versus five 50. versus eighty. I think that's yeah, a fair bet. On. On New England side of the ball, though, the interesting thing here uh, has to be they're winning games despite not being fantasy relevant on offense.
1: Yeah, and that's like aside from maybe Tom. I mean, Tom Brady last week salvaged his week by two rushing touchdowns. I mean,
0: it's insane that a guy that age who's that important to the team is running one. But let me ask you sneaks.
1: this: you got Tom Brady running one-yard sneaks twice at the uh, getting two rushing. This second rushing touchdown, he did a QB sneak two times in a row. If you're a New England running back owner, are you screaming and Elvising your TV at that point? Like, what do you think about that? Am I wounding my TV? The Elvis thing where he shoots the TV.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't realize. You've never seen there. that cartoon? I have not. Okay. Uh, I honestly, I'm I'm mad, but I'm understanding. Sonny Michelle has been. A disappointment this year from where people thought he was going to be uh he's getting better i think this is a game that will will again we'll see him see volume but come on man one yard line if it's not legarrett blunt which what's he doing call him up you know i'm <laughs> sure he's free <laughs> let's not get tom brady hurt but Tom Brady, just how he lowers his head and gets into the end zone is just insane for a guy that age. He's going to be doing that with his walker when he's 80. It's <laughs> going to be great. Um, you know, that, that's awesome. Uh, Julian Edelman, uh, with with Gordon being out slash dinged up slash whatever, uh, Julian Edelman's the guy. Philip Dorsett's still dinged up. You were mentioning a dude to me uh, at the tight end position mm-hmm. who's kind of the lone man out there. I know they just re-signed uh, Ben Watson.
1: Right, but I'm not sure he's going to be game ready by
0: even if even if he is i think by sheer principle you start the guy i mean they're a next man up kind of team right so they got to have a next man there but the starter I mean, is going to be art of izzo
1: yeah i was looking at izzo as a, a, T, a tight end streamer if you absolutely need somebody he's out there for like 90 percent of snaps so if it's going to a tight end and and coverage breaks down and again you, like you mentioned you only really have edelman uh, I mean, maybe which you, I mean that's really all Tom Brady needs. Yeah, Besides so, that,
0: maybe James White, but
1: right. So I think Izzo <laughs> in a tight end required spot, especially if you're, you know, you, you're in need of somebody. He's worth a look. We're hoping he can catch a touchdown. We are down. hoping all the hope.
0: That's what we do at the Decmo Bros podcast. Is we hope, we hope, and we just hope a lot. Yeah, hopes and prayers. Uh, so that about rounds that out for everybody. I think that uh, the the obvious names not on the list, the James Whites of the world. I mean, if you're flexing them, you you continue flexing them. I mean, you just kind of kind of right. hope I that mean, he puts up numbers.
1: We didn't mention a lot of stuff that are, you know the the absolute locked in must start players from a lot of teams. But if you're sitting those people, you probably
0: shouldn't be playing. Uh, either that, or you've got an absolute studly team, and why are you listening to us then? Right, you're, you're obviously you're, good. you're obviously better than us. So.
1: But all these games, that's going to do it for us this week. We all at Tecmo Bros hope you have a fantastic fantasy week we hope that you don't run
0: into a 60 point julio jones
1: and we also hope that you get your w's this week
0: we hope that you head on over to our twitter page at tecmo ff and go ahead and leave us uh, a comment who's been killing you uh on your team who did you run up uh against who had a monster week uh and why uh what's our what's our fantasy poll going to be this week andy
1: I'm gonna to toss one up. We're gonna leave that quiet for now, but check our page at Techmo Bros FF Ooh, to see what that poll. poll is.
0: Mystery poll. Mystery poll. We
1: hope right. you enjoyed listening to us,
0: and we uh, we hope that you tune in next week. Uh, tell us uh, on on uh, the the Twitterverse there which platform you listen to us on, uh, as we're we're curious to find out. We are deploying our uh, little ad spot for our uh, sponsor Anchor
1: anchor so let us know where you listen to us we're available on multiple platforms click the link on our twitter bio that'll take you right to the main hub but as of right now that's gonna do it for us this week thanks so much guys